Come on, let's give it up for King Jesus, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last, the soon and coming King. His name is Jesus. If that witnesses to you this morning, shout hallelujah! Hallelujah! Well, before I get into the word of God, I just want to honor the most important person in this place as we remain standing, beloved of the Lord. And it is the Holy Spirit, the very Spirit of God that is present here this morning. He is the VIP here this morning. He's the guest of honor. He is the most important person in this place. So we give honor to the Holy Spirit that is not only in this place, but in every home and space and place where our online community find themselves this morning. And we know that as the word of God is ministered, the Holy Spirit is going to go to work, not only in the sanctuary, but I believe in the homes of our online community. So get ready. Open up your hearts and receive what God has for you. Amen? And I just want to say at this point in time, on behalf of myself, my family, and A36 Kingdom Ministries, I would like to extend our heartfelt condolences to our dear sister Cheryl Ann, Mr. and Mrs. Falkving, Brother Lyle, the extended family, the Kingdom Life Embassy family, Apostle Max and Pastor Z, on the passing on of our dear brother, Lee Russell Falkvain, who was born on the 2nd of December, 1985, and has gone to be with the Lord on Wednesday the 17th, 2021, due to a de devastating tragedy. Our hearts are broken. We are still in shock. And as ministers, Pastor Brian, we don't have the answers. Why Lee, a servant of God, let me say this, a humble servant of God that was sold out for Jesus. Why the enemy robbed him from his life at the age of 35, and so when I looked at this age, it's a significant number for me. Because only at the age of 35, Jesus saved my soul. <laughs> Apostle Max and Pastor Z has been pastoring Lee for 15 years under their covering. He had a good and strong relationship with Pastor Brian and Minister Aaron. And many of you here at KLE, myself too. I'll miss his smile. Every time I entered here to minister, I was received by a beautiful smile. So he'll be dearly missed by us as a ministry too. But this morning, as you take your seats, amen, hallelujah, I want to honor and thank Apostle Max and Pastor Z for the opportunity. I'm not alone here this morning. My wife has accompanied me, amen. 
But when Apostle Max asked me to minister, I asked the Lord, what is it that you would want me to minister? And he said, minister from the context registered in heaven. Hallelujah. And so that's the title of my message this morning. My foundational text is found in the book of Luke chapter 10 from verse 17 to 20. And I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. Then I have a few supporting scriptures that I will share following the preceding text. Hallelujah. Are you ready? I think we can give a good hand clap for the musicians and the praise and worship team. Hallelujah. Well done. Registered in Heaven is the title of today's sermon. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Four portions of scripture in this text. And I know that today, somebody is about to surrender their lives to Jesus. Come on. Somebody is about to surrender their lives to Jesus. As difficult as it is right now, for the Falkvin family, the extended family, the KLE family, loved ones and friends that lost a dear brother in the kingdom. We can celebrate and know with confidence eh, that our dear brother Lee is in the presence of God. Come on, somebody. It might be difficult in the natural right now. We find ourselves in a place of bereavement. We find ourselves in a place of mourning. You maybe have many questions, but one thing I know, that my brother Lee is in the presence of God. Do you know why? Glory be to God. Because his name was registered in heaven. Because many years ago, he made a decision to accept Jesus Christ as his personal Lord and Savior. Come on, come on. So I'm appealing to young people today to make haste. And come to Jesus. You know, many years ago, it was the children burying their parents. But we can see today, there's an abnormality that parents are burying their children. The devil wants to annihilate an entire generation. But I want to say this to you. Young people, to everyone on our online community, make haste. Receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. Come on, receive this glorious salvation. Because tomorrow guarantees no one. And verse 17 says this. And when the 72 disciples returned, they joyfully reported to him, speaking about Jesus. Lord... Even the demons obey us when we mention your name. Yes, he told them. I saw Satan, come on, fall from heaven like lightning. Look, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy. And you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you. But don't, Jesus says. But don't. Kayali, but don't online community, but don't my disciples rejoice because evil spirits obey you. Rejoice 
Because your names, come on, hey, are registered in heaven. Hey, 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 hey. Now just imagine this. Yeah, the Bible says 72 disciples. But this was not just 72 disciples on this day. This was 72 excited adult men. Now imagine Jesus waiting for these disciples at one space and place. Imagine the sound of 72 excited adult men approaching Jesus, my God. 72 excited men. Imagine the sound. Hey. That was approaching Jesus at that point in time. And these guys were excited. They thought that when we shared this news to Jesus, uh, Jesus was then also going to be excited. But when they came to Jesus and shared the news, Jesus says, hey, listen, I saw the head, the leader of the demons. You're not getting this this morning. Fall from heaven like lightning. And even that did not warrant rejoicing. <laughs> so those demons that are fleeing at the mention of my name, come on, does not warrant rejoicing. But the very thing that warrants rejoicing is that your names are registered in heaven. The very thing that warrants rejoicing is that you will spend eternity with me. The very thing that warrants rejoicing is that you have been saved by grace through faith. The very thing that warrants rejoicing is that you have been redeemed, justified, set free indeed, and you have a place in heaven. The very thing that, rejo that warrants rejoicing is that your names are written in the Lamb's book of life. The very thing, come on, that warrants rejoicing is that you will never spend eternity in hell. So here these men were excited about something temporal. But Jesus was saying to them, this that is exciting you, the very thing that you're rejoicing about is temporal. I want to say this to everyone at KLE this morning and to our online community. Come on. Do not rejoice about your temporal achievements, <laughs> about your temporal success, about these things of the world that so easily entices you. Come on, somebody. you got to rejoice because your names are registered in heaven. I can imagine these guys coming, talking, come on somebody, all excited, uh, roaring. Uh, did you see that demon flee? Did you see when I said, Jesus, the demons uh, were trembling, they all excited. And when they meet Jesus, uh, I love Jesus, he's just chilled. You say, you want to tell me about demons? I saw their boss, their head, their leader. Pfft. Hey, you're not getting this. Fall like from heaven and even that does not warrant rejoicing but boys start rejoicing because your name your very name 
is registered in heaven. And you might ask me this morning, Brother Thurston, how can my name be registered in heaven? Well, that's a very good question. I'm glad you asked me. The only way your name can be registered in heaven is through salvation. And that salvation comes through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Listen. The mere reason that I'm standing here this morning is because I was saved by Jesus through faith. Come on. The only reason why I'm standing here this morning is because a few years ago, a little more than 13 days, 13 and a half years ago, Jesus saved my soul. Did I deserve the salvation? No. It was an unmerited favor, unearned favor, and undeserved favor that snatched me from the hands of Satan, that saved me, come on, from hell, that translated me from darkness into its marvelous light. It was the very grace of God. And so today, I want to appeal to people, come on, our online community and to everyone here, make haste and come to the Lord because tomorrow guarantees no one. Do you know why I'm rejoicing today? Because my name is registered in heaven. Do you know why I'm rejoicing today? Because Brother Lee is in heaven because his name was registered in his name was registered in? Come on, somebody. His name was registered. Listen to what the Bible says about salvation. It says, Acts 4.12 in NIV. Salvation. That is the key to having your name registered in heaven. Salvation is found in no one else for there's no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. It does not say by which we can be saved. There's an urgency there. Come on, somebody. You must be saved. Come on. Not you can be saved. Saying, I'm leaving room for you to still think and consider it. Come on. There's a demand on that portion of scripture. Must be saved. I want to say to everyone, under the sound of my voice, you must be saved to go to heaven. John chapter 11, verse 25 and 26, Jesus says, I am, not I will be, I can be, I'm trying to be. I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. In the case of our dear brother Lee, though he died, he is alive with Christ. And whoever lives and believes in me, will never die. Do you believe this, Jesus says? I love the, the latter part of that scripture. He says, whoever lives and believes in me, Jesus says, will never die. I want to say to you this morning, the only criteria to go to heaven, come on, is believing in Jesus. He does not say whoever lives and does good works will never die. He says whoever has breath in their lungs, whoever, come on somebody, who still has free will, come on in this life, and believes in me, Jesus, will never die. Acts chapter 16 verse 31 says this, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. Come on. You and your household. Come on. Psalm 62 verse 1 in the NIV says this. Truly, not maybe, truly, David says, 
My soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from him. I want to submit to you, beloved, motivation, inspiration, and education without salvation is the highest form of condemnation. Let me explain this. <laughs> you see, motivation is important in this life. Inspiration is important. We need to be motivated. We need to be inspired. And education is very, very important. But guess what? All three of them can only serve you in this life. It's temporal. <laughs> You've got to add salvation to the equation of life. Because when you add salvation, come on, to the equation of life, uh, then you have a natural, come on, temporal, come on, serving, and an eternal, come on, serving. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. So people are good with being inspired. People are good with being motivated. And people are good with being educated. But what about salvation? No amount of motivation, no amount of inspiration, and no amount of education will take you to heaven. Only the glorious salvation that comes through Jesus Christ. For many years of my life, I was in a dark place, beloved. Some of you have heard my testimony, some not. I was in a very dark place for 20 years of my life. I was involved with the underworld. For eight years, the, latter, the last part of my 20 years, eight years of that, I was bound to drugs. Bound to drugs. Bound for eight years of my life. But for 20 years, I was in a very dark place. But my mother, hey, the very woman that gave birth to me, did not know the activities I was involved in. But she could see that my son is in a very bad place. My son is operating, come on, in the kingdom of darkness. But my very mother, Minister Aaron, went on her knees, cried out to the Lord. A church-goer lady. My mother was not born again. My mother knew about Jesus, but she did not know him personally. But she went on her knees uh, and she cried out to this Jesus, to the Savior of the world. And she said, touch his life. Touch my son's life. Deliver him from this dark life. Come on, hear me today. For 20 years, my mother prayed. And then guess what God done? He's a gracious, loving God. God looked down at this weeping mother. God looked down at this mother that was broken, depressed. Come on, somebody. Anxious, sickly because of the activities of her sons. And God looked down and saw the tears of a woman. Hey, listen to God, man. He saw that this woman does not know me as Lord and Savior, but she's crying out to me. And guess what God done? Hey. On the 8th of July, 2007, the Lord saved my soul. The Lord delivered me from a dark life of bondage. The Lord delivered me from an eight-year drug addiction. The Lord set me free indeed. Check this out. So here I am, saved by grace through faith, a chief sinner, the very one my mother prayed for. Here I get saved before my mother. I enter into the kingdom of God before my mother. So I got saved before the very woman that prayed for me. Come on. 
So yeah, I'm righteous by the grace of God, saved by grace through faith, washed by the blood of Jesus, but my mother is just a churchgoer, has the form of godliness, but did not accept Jesus as a Lord and Savior. The very woman that prayed for me, her name was not yet registered in heaven, but my name was. And so yeah, myself, I came to my mother and I said, Mommy, something happened to me. I gave my life to Jesus at Ramah. Something happened to me. But my mother looked at me and she could see something is different about my son. How many of you know when you have an encounter with Jesus? Come on. He will change the way you talk, the way you walk, the way you think, the way you conduct yourself, the way you move. Jesus will change everything in your life. And so listen, listen how God works. Come on. The Lord answered my mother's prayer because the Lord knew when I save him, I'm going to birth a vision. Oh, you're not here. My God, through him. And then this will not be any prayer just of a mother with a form of godliness. Now he's in a position as a righteous son, come on somebody, to pray to me for his mother's salvation so that her name is registered in heaven. And here I was, the roles were reversed now. I'm on my knees crying out to God, save my mother, come on somebody, save my mother. 2008, God spoke to me. I ran from God to go to Bible school. 2009, that's why I went to meet your beautiful pastors, Pastor Brian and Minister Aaron. I met them in Rayma Bible School. I was with this precious people in Bible college. And I said this before, your pastor was the top student. And so maybe Pastor Brian thought, I'm still on my knees praying for people, but I was just crawling, making it to Bible school. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Pastor Brian was motoring. We admired him. And 2009, I go to Bible school. 2010, listen, listen. How important it is for everyone's name to be raised in heaven. He said, you will be saved, you and your household. So in 2010, at my final night of graduation, I have my cloak on. Come on, somebody. I have a session. I've never thought I will be graduating from a college. Come on. And while I'm standing there with my peers, uh, Pastor Ray ministers, uh, and does an altar call. And I look through the crowd. And I see this lady walking to the altar. And I go, I look, uh, and I say, hey, I know that walk. I know that step. I know that lady. That's my, come on, that's my mama. My mama, after three years of my salvation, at my final night of graduation, she walks up to the altar to give her, her life to Jesus. Let me say this to you. That was no ordinary graduation for me. Hallelujah. God just took it up a notch for me. Come on. My mother's registration in heaven caused my graduation to be on another level. I looked at the other students and I thought, I don't think you are feeling what I'm feeling. I don't think you are appreciating what I'm appreciating. God answered my prayers after three years. It took 20 years for God to answer my mother's prayer. I, but it only took three years for God to answer my prayer. You see, righteousness has a way to accelerate things. And so today, my name is raised in heaven. Listen, 
My mother's name is registered in heaven. Come on. My brother's names are registered in heaven. Their wives' names are registered in heaven. The grandchildren's names are registered in heaven. Because God is true to his word. You, 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 and you and online shall be saved. Not only you, but you and your household. Listen. So this year, I'm going for 14 years saved. My mother's 11 years. So I'm exiting puberty now in the spiritual realm. Come on. And I'm entering teenagehood. My mother is now only entering puberty in the spiritual realm. Come on, somebody. Are you getting it today? So I'm a teenager in the kingdom. Come on. And let me say this to you. I celebrate two birthdays every year. I celebrate my natural birthday on the 30th of November. Don't forget that, eh? I'll be watching the post. And then I celebrate my spiritual birthday on the 8th of July every year, Pastor Brian. My wife makes sure she bakes a cake on my spiritual birthday. I say, you see, my natural birthday, come on. I was born into sin. <laughs> but my spiritual birthday, come on. I was born again, made righteous, come on. And my new birth is my true birth. And it's this birthday, come on, that's going to get me into heaven. Do I have a witness in this house? And my desire this morning is that everyone present here in KLE and everyone of our online community members, my desire this morning is that everyone that does not know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, that does not have a second birthday, my desire this morning is that you accept the greatest miracle, which is salvation. And you get your name registered in heaven. Hallelujah. That is my desire this morning. Imagine God answering a sinner mother's prayers. A one that has a, a, a form of godliness. Is that not a God of love and grace? Imagine God honors my mother's prayer. Knowing that she's not saved, that God says, I'll answer your prayer because that prayer, my God, is going to be a caterpillar for many things. Come on. Listen, listen. My mother today travels with us doing crusades. She'll be 75 this coming week. She gets it. I don't want to fly. I want to drive with you, man. She drives with me all rugged in the bucket. Come on. She's in the, in the tents. Come on, somebody. She's watching what God is doing. And when I preach and I see my mama sitting there, I said, Lord, indeed, you are a good, good father. I must say thank you for a praying mother. When we go onto the streets, Durban and wherever, my mother takes the mic. She testifies on the streets about this Jesus. She testifies that Jesus saves, Jesus delivers, and Jesus heals. What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him, and all heaven and earth adore him. Give a hand clap to Jesus this morning. And so when I got saved, beloved, my parents, my mom got saved. Family was touched by Jesus. I had a best friend. Brother Graham knows him. Best friend. This guy was from a different faith, following a religion. And one Saturday, the Lord led me to my best friend. He said, tell him about me. When I came to his apartment, he was there with his son. And I witnessed to him and the son. And I apologized to his son for the days when me and his father were, were living a riotous life. When we were chief sinners. 
but I could not keep this a secret. Oh, this registration. Come on, somebody. I wanted his name registered in heaven. And that day, they stood up crying. I led my best friend to Jesus. Come on. His son received Jesus. Come on, somebody. Are you hearing me today? I left there. And two years later, in 2011, I, I led him to Jesus. In 2013, one afternoon on a Friday, just before Abby and I got married, I met him in Westbury. I stood with my best friend talking to him. Listen to this testimony. Just sharing with him how much I love him, how much Jesus loves him. He said he knows. I left him at that spot, picked up my daughter at school. Later that day, early evening, Abby and I was having supper. I got a call. The same call you got Wednesday evening. And the call was, Thurston, Llewellyn, they called him Bungi, was gunned down, shot dead in Westbury. My God, I was, I couldn't talk. And guess what? It was at the very spot I stood with him, speaking to him, talking to him for 45 minutes. Two years prior to that, I did not know that he will be a statistic of a drive-by shooting. And as difficult as it was for me, it was also a devastating tragedy for us. The one consolation I had, Pastor Brian, was that two years ago, I led my best friend to Jesus. Come on, somebody. And I know I got saved first before him. Come on, listen. But he's in heaven before me. Faith. Come on, favor ain't fair. And the brother used to like a gold chain and a gold bracelet. I said when he comes to heaven, he's going to kick himself saying, I was hustling for this little gold on earth. But here, but here, but here in heaven, uh, I'm walking uh, on streets of gold. Uh, I'm walking on streets of gold. Unmerited, uh, unearned, undeserved. Uh, I got a mansion in heaven. Uh, Thank you, my brother, for leading me to Jesus when you did. So one day, uh, when I go to heaven, uh, I will meet Bungie Llewellyn. I'll meet Brother Lee. I'll meet all the beloved that has gone to be with the Lord. But now that we remain, we must continue preaching the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ and telling people only Jesus saves. Hallelujah. I'm almost done. Listen, Acts chapter 2 verse 21. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. 2 Peter 3, 9 in the NIV says, The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Listen, pastor. When my best friend died, so people of the world knew me from the past. Knew how close we were. Knew that I would take a bullet for my best friend. We were like this inseparable. And I heard people saying, we want to see what Thurston is going to do about this now. Listen, the guys that shot his best friend, let's see will he still be saved. We know how he used to operate. We know how close he was to this guy. We know things that he done for this guy. Let's see what he will do. I got wind of that. I got the opportunity to preach. At his memorial. There was over 2,000 people. I said, yes, I heard. To the grapevines. Let's see what Thurston will do. I said, let me say this to you. Jesus. Done it all for me. 
at the cross of Calvary. Come on, listen, listen to me. So there's nothing I need to do because Jesus saved him, saved me, and even those perpetrators. Grace can save them too. The Lord will work it out. Vengeance belongs to the Lord, not to me. My purpose is to continue preaching, continue serving, continue drawing closer to Jesus. It was hard, man. I still miss him dearly. But that guy is walking on. And he didn't even pay a cent. Come on, give a hand clap to Jesus. We're ending, we're ending, we're ending. Psalm 62 verse 7, in God is my salvation and my glory. The rock of my strength and my refuge is in God. For God's beloved world, beloved, John 3 verse 16 and 17. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Verse 17 says this, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So that the world, everyone in this world, names might be registered in heaven. The Bible says, for God so loves you, me, everyone connected today, our online community and the world. It does not say for man so loved God that man gave to God. It says for God so loved man that God gave to man a perfect man by the name of Jesus. So I want to submit to you. There's nothing you and I can give to God to get into right standing with God. It's what God gave to, to us through His Son Jesus Christ over 2,000 years ago. The only way to get into right standing with God, come on somebody, is through Jesus Christ. That's why Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one, no Makanjan, no one comes to the Father except through you see, beloved, salvation is the deliverance from sin, death, and its consequences. You see, I'm not the man who preaches turn and burn. I preach turn and live. Turn and live. Do you know our dear brother Lee is living with Jesus now? Because many years ago, he was on the road of destruction, and he turned, repented. Surrendered his life to Jesus. And because he turned to Jesus, he's alive with Jesus in heaven. Glory be to God. You see, salvation is not about a bad man becoming good or a bad woman becoming good. It's about a dead man or a dead woman becoming alive. <laughs> Ephesians 2, 8 says, for, my, for by grace you have been saved through faith. And that not of yourselves. It is the gift, not a gift. There's no other gift beyond the gift of salvation greater. It is the gift of God. Amen. And I close with this. 1 John 5, 12. 1 John 5, 12. In the NIV, it says, Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. And so I said, God, is, this is not fair. That my mother prayed for me. I have the Son, I have life. But I know that my mother does not have life yet, Lord, because she does not have your son yet. Save her. And the Lord saved my mama. Come on, somebody. And today, she's with us in the kingdom, serving the Lord. Give a hand clap to Jesus. Hallelujah. And I end with Hebrews chapter 7, verse 25, the former part of the scripture in the New Living Translation. It says, therefore, he is able once and forever to save those 
who came to God through him. Hallelujah. Who came to God through him. I'll say this again, and then I'm going to pray. Motivation, inspiration, and education is the highest form of condemnation. If you want to have a guarantee that you will spend eternity with Jesus one day, receive this glorious salvation today. You see, religion tries to reach God through their good works. They'll never reach him. But God looked down over 2,000 years ago and said, you will never reach me through your good works. So now, I'm going to reach you through my son. Hey, speaks about relationship. My question to everyone today is, how desperate do you think God was to have a relationship with each and every one of us? How desperate do you think God was to have your name, my name, and everyone in this world's names registered in heaven? He was desperate enough to release his son. Hey! And I want to say to you that God loves you, beloved, with an unconditional love. Maybe you've made mistakes. Maybe you've missed it, you've messed up. Maybe you find yourself in a very dark place, a disposition. Maybe you're addicted. Maybe you're afflicted. Come on, come on. Maybe you feel as if you're a chief sinner. You're the worst of them all. I want to say to you this morning, you are the best candidate for Jesus. Because over 13 years ago, I found myself in that place. And let me say this to you. If you decide to say yes to Jesus today, I love him. No questions asked. He's going to wait with open arms. Come on. Embrace you. Cleanse you with the blood. Forgive your past, present, and future sins. Make you righteous. Come on. And you're going to have a beautiful relationship with Jesus. So with every head bowed, every eye closed. In the sanctuary. And maybe at home too. Wherever you are. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Hallelujah. Every head bowed and every eye closed. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. And I'm quoting from Romans chapter 10 verse 19 and 13. You will be saved. For the heart one believes unto righteousness and with a mouth confession is made unto salvation. Verse 13 says, Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. This morning, Pastor Brian, I'm grateful that our dear brother Lee that we miss so much called on the name of Jesus. And that saved him that got his name registered in heaven, his name written in the Lamb's Book of Life, and that gave him entrance into heaven. And I can guarantee you, our dear brother, even my best friend Llewellyn, these guys where they're at right now, they won't want to come back. Hey! Because where they are is a place of perfection. They face to face with Jesus. We might still be struggling down here. Come on. Going through a time of mourning and bereavement. But those guys, everyone that has, that has passed on, even through this time of COVID, Many pastor friends of mine in KZN and in Johannesburg, but more in KZN, have passed on. The pastor told me yesterday, 67 pastors died in KZN. This is not people I knew from there. Pastors I've been working with with crusades. Pastors that I'm still planning to work with. Pastors that were very close to me, man. They died, wonderful men of God. Young, old, suddenly, few days dead, few days dead. They passed on. I'm still struggling with the fact the wives are still broken. Why these beautiful men of God? We don't have the answers. But one thing we know, they're in the presence of God. So if you are here this, this morning, present in the sanctuary and online, connected by social media, and you say, Brother Thurston, that's me. I want to celebrate two birthdays. 
I want to celebrate two birthdays like you. I want my name registered in heaven. I want to be saved by grace through faith. If that is you, if I were to ask you, if you were to leave the earth in the next 24 hours, do you know where you'll spend eternity? The beginning of last week, we did not know that in the middle of the week, we're going to get the devastating news of dear brother Lee. He did not know. But guess what? Spiritually, he was ready because he said yes to Jesus. And that's my question to you this morning. If you were to leave the earth in the next 24 hours, do you know what will happen to you? If you say, Brother Tristan, I don't know, I'm not sure. Well, I want you to slip up your hand this morning and say, Brother Tristan, you spoke to me. I want to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. If you're in the sanctuary today, slip up your hand. But if you're at home, just stand to your feet. If there's anyone here today that says, Brother Tristan, the word spoke to me. I want to accept Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. Just slip up your hand this morning. And if you're connected via social media, just stand to your feet. Hallelujah. I'm going to say a prayer this morning. Just say this prayer after me. Your life will never be the same again. I'm excited because please let me say this to you. I'm not a selfish person with nothing. My wife can tell you I can give everything away. It's only my wife I won't give away. I give everything away. A guy looks at me in the street, say, uh, you have nice tackies. I take it off. I give it to him. I walk barefoot home. I'm like that. How can I keep this beautiful gift of salvation to myself? My desire is for every person in this world to be saved. Every person's name to be raised in heaven. I want to spend eternity with everyone that I'll ever meet. This life is temporal. So if that's you this morning, just repeat this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you died, that you were buried, and that you rose on the third day. I now receive you as my personal Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. I want to say to everyone connected to our online community, if you do not have a church, connect with KLE. You got to attend church. You got to read the word, the Bible, and you got to pray. And remember that Jesus is Lord and Jesus loves you. God bless you, sir. Thanks, Pastor Brian. Hallelujah. Shout hallelujah.